Ciao, sono Mark e oggi ho una notizia. We have some fantastic news for Italian learners. Starting February 2024, our Coffee Break Italian Masterclass is a brand new way to help you take your Italian to the next level. Aimed at intermediate Italian speakers who want to move on to an advanced level, the Masterclass covers advanced topics such as pronouns, the conditional perfect, the passive voice, subjunctive structures and much more, and it ultimately helps you sound more Italian. It's a six-month coaching course with a different module covered each month and it starts on the 1st of February. The lessons are self-access so you can work through each module and benefit from feedback and support from our wonderful masterclass tutors Francesca and Maurizio. Imagine building your fluency with the Coffee Break Italian team over the next six months. Does this sound fantastico? Search today for Coffee Break Italian Masterclass or visit coffeebreaklanguages.com Italian and join the class of February 2024. Places are limited and we're starting soon. Allora, cosa aspetti? Ci vediamo alla Masterclass. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Coffee Break Italian Travel Diaries, Season 2, Episode 5. Buongiorno a tutti e benvenuti a Coffee Break Italian. Io sono Mark. Salve a tutti e io sono Francesca. Come va tutto, Francesca? <ride> Ciao Mark, io sto benissimo, grazie, una bella giornata ah, benissimo. oggi. E tu come stai? Bene, bene, tutto bene. Qui non posso dire che, che fa bel tempo perché piove, come sempre. Eh, c'è un po' di neve in Italia? Eh sì, c'è un po' di neve, sembra quasi di essere <ride> insieme ai nostri protagonisti a fare la settimana bianca. Perfetto. Ok, as you know, we are following our amici, our protagonisti, as they travel through the north of Italy on their settimana bianca, their white week, a week of winter, uh, holiday activities and so on. Last time they were in Ortisei. And uh, this time we're continuing on and seeing where they're going to be visiting today. Allora, cominciamo? Sì, io sono pronta! Dai, cominciamo! As ever, we will listen to Simone reading the text and then afterwards we'll go through it and talk about the language used. So let's hand you over to Simone. Oggi saremmo dovuti salire fino alle tre cime di Lavaredo, che sono anche le cime più belle delle Dolomiti, tre cime appuntite a duemila metri d'altezza. 
Noi eravamo molto emozionati al pensiero di vederle dal vivo. Dopo colazione abbiamo preso la nostra macchina e siamo partiti alla volta delle tre cime. All'improvviso però ha iniziato a nevicare tantissimo. I fiocchi di neve erano grandi e fitti, tanto che a un certo punto non si vedeva più niente intorno a noi. Per sicurezza ci siamo fermati, perché guidare era diventato impossibile. Scesi dalla macchina, vediamo una piccola luce poco distante. Era un rifugio. Ci siamo avvicinati subito e il barista ci ha detto che ci trovavamo sul lago di Dobbiaco. Abbiamo aspettato che la bufera di neve si calmasse e poi all'improvviso le nuvole sono sparite e abbiamo finalmente visto il lago. Era una meraviglia ghiacciata, incorniciata dalle montagne. Il gestore del rifugio ci ha detto che si poteva pattinare sul lago ghiacciato e non abbiamo resistito. A parte qualche scivolone ci siamo divertiti molto a pattinare sulla superficie del lago. Diciamo che, nonostante l'imprevisto, ci è andata più che bene. Wow, it seems like they got quite a surprise when the mist cleared and, and they were able to see this beautiful view in front of them. Sì, davvero, che sorpresa incredibile, Mark. Ok, let's go back through our text and we will talk about all the language contained in each sentence. So, Francesca, can you begin by reading our, our first sentence for us? Certo. Oggi saremmo dovuti salire fino alle tre cime di Lavaredo, che sono anche le cime più belle delle Dolomiti. Ok, let's just pause there. I think we've got a really interesting uh, construction in this first part of uh, the sentence. Oggi saremmo dovuti salire. There's a lot going on there, Francesca. <laughs> sì, this is a lovely past conditional, un condizionale passato. Okay, so the, con- the, the, the past conditional, or we could also call it the conditional perfect. It works both ways, doesn't it? Sì, sì, sì. So what have we got? We've got the conditional tense of the... Auxiliary verb. Saremmo. Saremmo. Now, it's funny because uh, our auxiliary verb could be avere, it could be essere. Here we've got essere in the conditional, saremmo. And then we've got a past participle. And uh, here we have dovuti. Sì. And we also have the infinitive. We do indeed. Salire. (laughs) And that's because it's coming after dovere, which is a modal verb. A modal verb always has an infinitive or another verb after it. So, what this means is today we should have climbed or risen, salire is to go up. So today we should have gone up fino alle tre cime di Lavaredo, as far as the three peaks of Lavaredo. Sì. Okay, but but we'll get to the meaning, but let's just look at this saremmo dovuti salire. Why is it saremmo and not, for example, avremmo? Oh, this is a good question, Mark. Uh, When we are using modal verbs like dovere, but also volere and potere, in the past, the choice of the auxiliary very often depends on the infinitive we are using. So if we take the verb salire, we normally use essere to form the past tense or compound tenses with salire. So the same rules uh, rule applies to, uh, to modal verbs in the past. If we take, for example, uh, another verb which takes 
avere, for example, mangiare. Mm-hmm. As you know, we say abbiamo mangiato in the past, so we should have eaten. We need to use avere in the conditional. Mm-hmm. Avremmo dovuto mangiare. Avremmo dovuto mangiare, okay? We should have eaten. So, once again, we've got the conditional there of avere, avremmo, dovuto, the past participle of dovere, and then mangiare, the infinitive following. Esatto. When we use a verb that uses avere, however, we don't make any changes to the past participle. It doesn't change. Yes, there are no agreements, uh, as always. I should also say, Mark, that in contemporary Italian, there is a little bit uh, the tendency to to use avere at times when essere uh, should be used. So don't be surprised if you hear, for example, avremmo dovuto andare instead of saremmo dovuti andare. It's quite common uh, these days. So avere is kind of taking over a little bit. Ah, interesting. So is that just when we're using modal verbs? Yes, with modal verbs. Yes, we cannot say o oh, andato, obviously. <laughs> I, was, I was getting a little worried there, Francesca. No, no, no. <laughs> okay, so oggi saremo dovuti salire fino alle tre cimi, cime di Lavaredo. So today we should have climbed up as far as the three peaks of Lavaredo. And then we hear a little more, che sono anche le cime più belle delle Dolomiti. So they are also the three most beautiful peaks or mountains of the Dolomites. Tre cime appuntite a 2000 metri d'altezza. Now, appuntite for me is new, but I think the word punta is in there in some way. Giusto, bravo, Mark. So something to do with the the point or the the peak of the mountains. Sì, esatto. What, they're, they're described as appuntite here, so are they, are they pointy or sp- spiky or something like that? Sì, esatto, quella è l'idea. If you think of the Dolomites, they have this uh, characteristic shape, so they're really, really uh, pointy as compared to other types of uh, uh, mountains, which are more kind of uh, round in mm-hmm. terms of shape. Ah, okay. Okay, so these are three pointy peaks. A 2000 metri d'altezza, so they are 2000 meters high. They have a height of 2000 meters. Esatto. Okay. Noi eravamo molto emozionati al pensiero di vederle dal vivo. Right, we've got an interesting word in here as well. Noi eravamo molto emozionati. We were very excited al pensiero di, at the thought of, Seeing them, vederle, we'll come back to that, dal vivo, for real, in real life. Mm-hmm. So, vederle, Francesca, the le in there. Yes, the le is a direct object pronoun, which is there to avoid the repetition of le cime. Mm-hmm. So, uh, in order, at the thought of seeing what, seeing them. It's a feminine plural direct object pronoun. Perfect. Francesca, could we say noi eravamo molto emozionati di vederle dal vivo? Sì, sì, sì. Eravamo molto emozionati di vederle dal vivo, sì. So we don't actually need al pensiero di vederle dal vivo. No, al pensiero is uh, an, an addition. An addition. But it's a nice addition. I like the word. Sì. I like, I've always liked the word pensiero because it reminds me of the... Uh, the, the aria va pensiero from Nabucco. 
Wow, è bellissimo. Va pensiero sulla lidorate. And I'm not going to sing anymore. Okay, wow, let's continue on. <laughs> let's continue on. Dopo colazione abbiamo preso la nostra macchina e siamo partiti alla volta delle tre cime. Ok, dopo colazione, after breakfast, abbiamo preso la nostra macchina, we took our car, e siamo partiti alla volta delle tre cime. We've seen alla volta di a number of times now, so that means in the direction of the three peaks, the three mountains. Perfetto. Ok, let's continue. All'improvviso, però, ha iniziato a nevicare tantissimo. All'improvviso, suddenly, it's a great word, all'improvviso, però, however, ha iniziato a nevicare tantissimo. It started to snow a huge amount, uh, sì. tantissimo, loads. <laughs> Infatti, ha appena iniziato a piovere uh, tantissimo qui. Oh, a piovere, non a nevicare. No, a nevicare no, a piovere oggi, sì. <laughs> che sorpresa. Ai, ai, ai. Okay, so it began to, to snow hugely, um, all of a sudden. I fiocchi di neve erano grandi e fitti, tanto che a un certo punto non si vedeva più niente intorno a noi. Okay, not much fun to drive like this. No. I fiocchi di neve. Now, fiocchi, I would imagine this perhaps a new word for many of our listeners. Fiocchi are flakes of snow, so... I fiocchi di neve erano grandi e fitti. So they were large, but they were also thick. They were dense, fitti. E, tanto che, so much so, mm-hmm. a un certo punto non si vedeva più niente intorno a noi. So, so much so, at a certain point, non si vedeva più niente intorno a noi. One didn't see, or nothing could be seen, anymore, intorno a noi, around us. Tell us a little bit about that, because we've got a C in there. What kind of C is this, Francesca? It's a uh, C uh, passivante. So it's I a thought passive that was going to be the case. <laughs> <laughs> the idea is that nothing, nothing could be seen around us. And we are using this structure, the the C, instead of a normal passive structure, um, especially when the agent, the person by whom the action is performed, is not not mentioned. So we are not really saying by whom nothing was seen. We are just saying that nothing was seen or could be seen. And, And it's not really important who was doing the seeing. In that case, no, no, it's that, that's why uh, we're using this type of, uh, of passive. Okay, perfetto. So we couldn't see anything or nothing could be seen around us. However, per sicurezza ci siamo fermati perché guidare era diventato impossibile. Okay, for sicurezza, per sicurezza, for safety, ci siamo fermati. We've seen this many times, fermarsi in the perfect tense, we stopped. Perché guidare, to drive, era diventato impossibile. Now, diventare is the verb to become. And here we've got, let's analyze this, the imperfect tense of the verb era. So that is essere, and it's the imperfect, so we've got an auxiliary verb essere there. 
Sì. Diventato is a past participle. So what we've got here is the auxiliary in the imperfect and the past participle. So this must be a trapassato prossimo, a pluperfect tense. Bravissimo. Driving had become impossible. Uh, and you said guidare. Uh, driving? No, that's interesting because in Italian we've got an infinitive, but in English we're using an ing form. Esatto, Mark. Very often when you use a gerund in English, in Italian we tend to use something else. And in this case, uh, the gerund, uh, the English gerund would be somehow the subject of the sentence. So the fact of driving, the idea of driving, the action of driving. And that function in Italian is normally covered by an infinitive. Yeah, a very a very versatile form, the infinitive in Italian, because it can be used in so many situations. So, for safety's sake, we stopped because driving had become pluperfect tense impossible. Scesi dalla macchina, vediamo una piccola luce poco distante. Era un rifugio. Now, the, 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 the careful listeners among us will be thinking, oh, what's going on with our tenses here? Scesi dalla macchina. So, uh, we've seen this idea before. We're using a past participle without any auxiliary verb. So, it just means having got out of the car. Mm-hmm. Uh, vediamo una piccola luce poco distante. We see a little light, uh, uh, a little distant. So... Uh, Quite near, I guess. Sì. But vediamo. And well spotted, Mark. <laughs> well done. You spotted a simple present in a past narration. But this is not a mistake. It's fine, I can guarantee. And uh, probably uh, this is what we can call a, literally, a literary device in a way. It's just what the narrator is doing to, to focus on a key event uh, in the story. In Italian, we call it uh, um, presente drammatico. So it's just uh, a, a present to add a little bit of, of drama, to, <laughs> of excitement uh, to, to the story. For example, I could tell you, Mark, sai Mark, ieri sono andato in centro e chi vedo? Giovanni. Yeah. So I want no, to... No, un- not Giovanni. Really? Giovanni? Yeah. Giovanni. Fa troppo tempo che non lo vedo. <laughs> but yeah, it, we, we do something similar in English. I mean, in, in particular in informal English. And I, I can imagine uh, being told a story. Oh, and she says this and then he says that. And you won't believe what's going to happen next. But we're still talking about the past and we're still talking about something that's, that's happened in the past. But I love this idea of uh, the presente... What did you call it? Dramatico. Dramatico. <laughs> I love it. So this is very dramatic. We, you know, having got out of the car, vediamo, you won't believe what happened. Vediamo una piccola luce poco distante. We see a small light in the distance, the nearby distance. Era un rifugio. It was a, a refuge. We've talked about these rifugi uh, before. Esatto, sì. Ci siamo avvicinati subito e il barista ci ha detto che ci trovavamo sul lago di Dobbiaco. Okay, so ci siamo avvicinati subito. So avvicinarsi. We've got vicino or vicina in there. So it's something to do with close. So we got closer. We approached it immediately. E il barista, so the person serving the coffee in the cafe, ci ha detto, he told us che ci trovavamo sul lago di Dobbiaco. So he told us that we found ourselves, that we were 
on the lake of Dobiaco. Esatto, perfetto. Which is also called the Toblach in Doblach. German. I know you like <laughs> the version, the German version of these Italian uh, places. So I, I think I like in German both. it's Toblach. <laughs> Doblach. Okay, I, I love when we've got a German name and a, an Italian name on, on the border that goes between the German-speaking places and Italian-speaking places. Likewise, I, I love the, the French and Italian versions of the different places um, I used to, to live, as you know, in Menton, but for Italians, that was Mentone. Uh, so, yeah, all these places. I love that kind of bilingual situation. Anyway, let's just pause there and we'll come back and do the rest of the passage in just a moment. We wanted to let you know that we have a full online course linked to the Travel Diaries. We offer a set of lesson notes for each episode, providing explanations and additional examples of the grammatical points featured in the text. You can also practice your pronunciation as you read along with the original recording using the video version of the text. These additional materials are available in the Travel Diaries online course, and you can find out everything you need to know at coffeebreakacademy.com. sei molto preparato Mark come sempre <ride> allora abbiamo aspettato che la bufera di neve si calmasse e poi all'improvviso le nuvole sono sparite e abbiamo finalmente visto il lago ok so Abbiamo aspettato, we waited for something, che la bufera di neve, so la bufera di neve is the snowstorm, so we waited for the snowstorm, si calmasse. Hmm. Hmm. 
Hmm. So, calmarsi is the verb to calm down, to, to calm oneself down. And uh, looking at this, we recognise calmarsi and that there's a verb in there and we waited for the snowstorm to calm down. Yeah, that makes sense. If we wanted to go into the details of actually what kind of verb this is, we probably are jumping ahead to at least Coffee Break Italian Season 3, if not Coffee Break Italian Season 4. Un po' sì. It's a complex verb, isn't it? Yes, it's a subjunctive mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, it's also uh, um, an imperfect subjunctive. So we are talking about the past tense uh, of the of the subjunctive. I don't yeah. think we should go into <laughs> into much detail here. <laughs> no, I, I think maybe it's worth mentioning the word fosse is word, a word that maybe our, our listeners may have come across before. And uh, it's very often combined with, for example, se, se. If I were rich, I would do something. And so that fossi is the same subjunctive. It's the same imperfect subjunctive. So this ending of, in this case, A-double-S-E, that's an imperfect subjunctive ending. I would say at this stage, that's all you need to know. Don't worry too much about it. It's, it's, it comes up because of aspettare che. Exactly. Okay. That's the trigger for, for the, uh, for the subjunctive. So in Italian, we waited that the the snowstorm stopped itself. But in English, we can just say we waited for the snow to, the snowstorm to stop. I'm really glad I had my coffee there before we we, we dealt with this. <laughs> Let, let's go on. Buona idea, Mark. Can you read the next section then, please? Just to, what happens sì. after the snowstorm stops. E poi all'improvviso le nuvole sono sparite e abbiamo finalmente visto il lago. Okay, so e poi all'improvviso, another thing happens suddenly, we've seen that before in this text. E poi all'improvviso le nuvole sono sparite. The clouds um, parted, basically the clouds disappeared. Disappeared, sì. Um, so that's from sparire and it is an, an essere verb. Um, because, of course, it's there's movement involved, there's sì, change of, sì. of location involved. E abbiamo finalmente visto il lago, and we finally saw the lake. Esatto, era una meraviglia ghiacciata, incorniciata dalle montagne. Ah, this is a lovely description. Era una meraviglia ghiacciata. So it was a an icy marvel, a frozen wonder or something like that. Sì, che bella descrizione. <laughs> incorniciata dalle montagne. Ah, incorniciata. So um, that's kind of like framed by the mountains. Sì, sì, esatto. So you can imagine the mountains being the frame to this mm-hmm. lovely uh, image, photo or picture. <laughs> Do we use incorniciare for, like, for example, to frame a photo? Sì, sì, sì. Okay. La cornice is actually the, the frame. The frame. So incorniciare, sì. Excellent. So this is a, a beautiful uh, frozen wonder framed by the mountains, the lake of Dobbiaco. Il gestore del rifugio ci ha detto che si poteva pattinare sul lago ghiacciato e non abbiamo resistito. So the owner of the refuge... Ci ha detto, told us, che si poteva patinare, that one was able to ice skate sul lago ghiacciato on the frozen lake, that it was possible to, uh, to skate on the frozen lake. 
And uh, in the case of Simone and Anna, non abbiamo resistito. We couldn't resist it. We, we had to take part in that. Sì, che tentazione. <laughs> a parte qualche scivolone, ci siamo divertiti molto a pattinare sulla superficie del lago. Ah, now this word reminds me of the verb scivolare. Ah, bravo, uh, Mark. Which means to, to slip. I think you may remember that Paolo did that in the Terme di Saturni in sì, season sì, one. Sì, sì, <laughs> bravissimo. So, a parte qualche scivolone. So, apart from a few slips, ci siamo divertiti molto. We had really good fun a pattinare sulla superficie del lago. Skating on the surface of the lake. Molto bene. Diciamo che, nonostante l'imprevisto, ci è andata più che bene. Ok, diciamo che, let's say that, nonostante l'imprevisto. So, the, l'imprevisto, the unexpected thing in, the, in, in this text has been the snowstorm, la bufera di neve. Sì. So, nonostante, despite the snowstorm, ci è andata più che bene. So, più che bene is more than well, but Francesca, help us with ci è andata. Ci è andata, literally it means it went to us. So, uh, the idea is that we we were lucky. Mm -hmm. Eh, Andare bene o andare male, we can also use the opposite, uh, a qualcuno, to someone. It means to be lucky or to be uh, unlucky. For example, um, if at uh, at the exam the professor asks you to talk about the only book you read for the exam, you could say, Ooh, mi è andata bene. Literally, it went well to me, but it means uh, I, was, I was lucky in that situation. Okay. My question, however, is about why is it andata? Why is the feminine form used here? Oh, because uh, we can use, let's say, a generic subject, uh, which is probably la cosa, questa cosa, uh, went well to to us. So uh, it's a generic uh, subject, uh, cosa. That makes perfect sense. Okay, now that we've went through the full text, let's listen again and hopefully this time things will make a little more sense. Oggi saremmo dovuti salire fino alle tre cime di Lavaredo, che sono anche le cime più belle delle Dolomiti, tre cime appuntite a duemila metri d'altezza. Noi eravamo molto emozionati al pensiero di vederle dal vivo. Dopo colazione abbiamo preso la nostra macchina e siamo partiti alla volta delle tre cime. All'improvviso però ha iniziato a nevicare tantissimo. I fiocchi di neve erano grandi e fitti, tanto che a un certo punto non si vedeva più niente intorno a noi. Per sicurezza ci siamo fermati, perché guidare era diventato impossibile. Scesi dalla macchina, vediamo una piccola luce poco distante. Era un rifugio. Ci siamo avvicinati subito e il barista ci ha detto che ci trovavamo sul lago di Dobbiaco. Abbiamo aspettato che la bufera di neve si calmasse e poi all'improvviso le nuvole sono sparite e abbiamo finalmente visto il lago. Era una meraviglia ghiacciata, incorniciata dalle montagne. Il gestore del rifugio ci ha detto che si poteva pattinare sul lago ghiacciato e non abbiamo resistito. 
A parte qualche scivolone, ci siamo divertiti molto a pattinare sulla superficie del lago. Diciamo che, nonostante l'imprevisto, ci è andata più che bene. Allora, è tutto per oggi. Grazie, come sempre, Francesca. Grazie a te, Mark. Mi sono divertita. <laughs> Anch'io. Uh, now, next time, next time we are perhaps going to do what we set out to do this time in terms of what Simone and Anna are going to be doing in episode 6. Sì, speriamo. Speriamo che ci vada bene. <laughs> oh, another beautiful subjunctive there, Francesca, but let's, let's not go there. I'll need another coffee. Um, don't forget that you can check out the, the course version of this podcast. So head over to the Coffee Break Academy where we provide the lesson notes and uh, a video version which will help you practice your pronunciation as you read along with Simone. So you can find out all about that at coffeebreakacademy.com. And now, as ever, we're posting lots of content on social media, so do check out our Facebook page. Just search for Coffee Break Italian. And over on Instagram, we are posting photos of all the beautiful locations visited by Simone and Anna. Make sure you follow us on Instagram too. Now, we would love to hear from you. Let us know what you think of this podcast, of this episode, indeed of the whole Coffee Break, Break Italian series. You can let us know by posting a review on any of the, the podcast sites, um, wherever you're listening to this podcast. We'd love to hear from you. Let us know what you think. È tutto per oggi, come ho già detto. Francesca, come sempre, grazie mille. E grazie a te e grazie a tutti. Alla prossima. Ciao, ciao, alla prossima. Ciao. You have been listening to a Coffee Break Languages production for the Radiolingua Network. Copyright 2021 Radiolingua Limited. Recording copyright 2021 Radiolingua Limited. All rights reserved. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. When it comes to your finances, you think you've done it all. You've saved, you've researched, and you've invested all that you can. Now it's time to take those investments to the next level by using the brand behind every great investor, Yahoo Finance. As America's number one finance destination, Yahoo Finance has everything you need, whether you're a seasoned trader or just dipping your toes into the market. Join the millions of investors who trust Yahoo Finance to guide them on their financial journey. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit yahoofinance.com, the number one financial destination, yahoofinance.com.